Welcome to the Restoration Revival Church of God in Christ podcast. Here teaching from Pastor Dennis Martin. Let's join today's podcast. <laughs> All right, so let's get started tonight in the, our Bible study. We prayed. Uh, last, last Tuesday night, I talked about uh, anointed for the assignment. Tonight, I want to talk about an appointed place and your assignment. You know, a lot of times people may be anointed for something, but sometimes before God allows you to move out into that area, sometimes he appoints a place and there's a place he appoints you, whether it's for learning, whether it's for instructions or whatever it may be, he appoints you to a place. And a lot of times there are a lot of people that run around today that they don't have a place. They have not uh, went to a place. They are not a part of anything so they can actually find out what it is. God just doesn't just send us places without sometimes having where we can get instructions on or uh, developed or mature into where we're going. And so there's a place. When you read the scripture, many times God appoints to us a place. In Genesis chapter 50, verse 19 through 20, Joseph had went through a lot, and this was his statement to his brothers and fathers when they, when they found him. He said to them in Genesis 50, 19 and 20, and Joseph said unto them, fear not, for I am in the place of God. Understand, I'm in the place of God. And, and sometimes we don't understand that being in the place of God, where God appoints you, where God places you is vital. It's important to what you do. It's important to what you're going to be doing. So it's not where we can just run uh, and, and uncheck, run where nobody has any oversight or anything on us. We just run in. No, no. He says, I'm in the place of God. Where I am now, I know where I'm supposed to be because this is the place that God placed me. Now, even though it was through some things that I didn't really understand. I understand that I'm in the place of God. But when you put me in the when you put me into the pit, when you took my coat, when you when you sold me down into Egypt, when I end up in uh in part of this house, when I end up in the palace, when I was framed <clears throat> and all of that, I understood now that I'm in the place of God, because the place I'm in now, it is the place of God. And he goes on to say, but as for you, you thought evil against me. Your intentions were for it to be evil against me. And that's sometimes I think we have to get a hold of that because a lot of things that we may be, and I want you to hear what I'm about to say, a lot of things that we may be calling the devil, it actually may be God. All right. Some things that we're calling the devil, it actually may be God. Because we think God do, does certain things a certain way. And we don't understand that God does it his way. And so he said, but as for you, you thought it was evil against me. Everything you did was with evil intent. Everything you did was with evil uh, things behind it. You you thought it evil against me. He said, but I've come to tell you that 
when you thought it was evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. He says, you didn't see it. Now I'm going to say something. I hope it, hope you catch this. You didn't see it, but God was actually using you to help me to get to the place I am now so I could fulfill what he wanted fulfilled. So that's why you shouldn't get upset about, you know, everything that people do and how you know they got evil intent. Sometimes, you know, their in evil intent is actually what God is using to get you to where he wants you to be. He says, you thought it evil against me, but God meant it under good. Your, your intent was evil, but God meant good to come out of it. And he wanted to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. So we have to start recognizing that some things that it seems to be, um, it seemed to be that it, it's, that's a hey, number of the devil. Sometimes it's God pushing you because he knows that's going to get you to where you need to be. Now, notice when you read in, in Judges chapter 7 and verse 16, the Bible said that he divided 300 men into three companies and he put trumpets in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. And he said unto them, look on me and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that as I do so, ye shall do. And when I blow with the trumpets, I and all that are with me, then blow with your trumpets. Also, every side of the camp, say the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So Gideon and the three and the hundred men that were with him came unto the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle of the watch, and they had but newly set the watch, and they blew the trumpets, break the pitchers, and they were in their hand. And the three companies blew the trumpet and break the pitcher and held the lamps in their left hand and the trumpet in their right hand to blow wherewith. And they cried the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And this is the verse that we need to get a hold to. Verse 21. And they stood every man in his place round about the camp and all the hosts ran and cried and fled. Notice, these men were given instructions to do a certain thing. They were given instructions how and what they needed to do. So when you read from this 16th verse down to verse 21, verse 21 says, they, they, and they stood every man in his place. Understand, it's important that when God appoints you to a place, that you understand your place. Other places, and I'm not just talking about churches, I'm just talking about other things, life. They look appealing, but some things that look appealing is not your appointed place. It's not the place that you are appointed to. And looking appealing is one thing, but you've got to stay within the thing saying, my appointed place. Every man stood in his place and did what they were instructed to do. And I know sometimes our flesh and others try to encourage us and not encourage us. They, well, they do encourage us the wrong way and say, you need to do this. They're not using you enough. They're not doing this. You're not doing that. No, you need to understand that 
You've got to stay where God appoints you in your place. Because when you don't, when you don't do that, you're going to miss out on not just what, what you should get, but you're going to miss out on probably the purpose of God and the will of God for your life and what he really wants you to do. So God will appoint you to a place. He will set your feet. He will set you where you're supposed to be. And just because it looks good on the other side don't mean that that's where you appointed place is supposed to be. Because if you understand there are things you get in your appointed place, you'll flourish where you are you appointed. You'll move into the areas where you're appointed. And if you stay in the appointed place, the enemy's job is to get you from the place of appointment where God has appointed you. And if he gets you from that place, then you'll find that you are out of place. And the worst thing you can do is be out of place. All right. So appointed place and your assignment, we'll get to the assignment many times before we get an assignment. Watch this. Many times you are appointed to a place before your assignment. Sometimes he appoints you to a place before your assignment. What, why did you say that? Well, when we read in Genesis chapter 26, <clears throat> verse 2 through 6, And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt, dwell in the land, which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn into this land, and I will be with thee, and will bless thee, for under thee and under thy seed I will bless all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of heaven. And I will give unto thy seed all this, these uh, countries. And thy seed shall in all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commands, my stature, and my law. And the Bible says, and Isaac dwelt in Gerah. Now, understand that here... God tells him, don't go down into Egypt. Don't go down there. I know it looks good down there. I know there's some good stuff going on. But don't go down to Egypt. Don't, don't you do it. What I'm going to do, and I hope y'all listen to me, I will give to you all these countries. I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham your father. I'm going to bless your seed just like I bless his seed. He obeyed my voice and kept my charge. And if you stay put and stay in the place that I place you right here, your blessing, watch this, is not, uh, don't go down into Egypt. Your blessing is not in Egypt. Your blessing is right here. And it may not look like it is. Now, I'm talking to somebody tonight because Sometimes, some of us, we figure we, we haven't heard the voice of God. He hadn't told us to do it, but we just pick up and move. We just pick up and go. He appointed you to the place first, but he hadn't given you the total assignment, but you just pick up and go. <clears throat> and so here... Isaac was trying to pick up and go. And God had to tell him, don't, don't, don't go down 
into Egypt. Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. And then sojourn into that land. Go where I'm going to tell you. Wait before you move. Wait till I talk to you first. We, we got to understand, and I'm going to say this because I want you to get this. We need to understand that God is, is, is when you're talking about, well, I'm going I'm to do it this way. You know, we're trying to get God to buy in to what we want instead of us following what he wants. And we need to understand that a lot of times all of us have been guilty. We try to get God to buy into our plan, not his plan. And we try to get God to buy into the way we want it to be done. How we want to do it, not how he wants to do it, how we want to do it. And so we try to buy in or get God to buy in and, and God, you know, is not budging. <laughs> he's not budging. He just, he, he's just like looking at us like, I already told you this. And so he told him, don't go, don't, don't, don't pack up. And what you do is listen to me and then sojourn into the land, which I will be with thee. Listen at this, that I will be with thee and will bless thee for unto thee and thy seed. He said, if you do what I told you to do, then I'm going to bless you where you're supposed to be. Not just because you got a wimp and said, I'm going to go over here because they like me or they're going to use me. He said, no. I, you, you, in other words, what he was telling him, you can go down to Egypt, but that's not where your blessing is. Your blessing is where I tell you to go, the land I tell you to go. And then he immediately says, I will bless thee and I will bless your seed. So that's important for us to understand. Notice in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 2 and 3, and the word of the Lord came unto him saying, get thee hence and turn thee eastward and hide thyself uh, by the brook Cherub. Talk about Elijah, of course, that is before Jordan. He says, uh, I want you to go down by the brook. There's no, there's nothing going on. There's no whatever, but I need you to go down by the brook. Go down by the brook. Get, get down by the brook. Go to the brook. And so we see that this is important as he's sharing with us, as he's talking to them He's appointing them to a place before he really tells them what he wants them to do. He told Elijah to go down by the brook. The first thing he said, go to brook. And then he says, then I have commanded the raven to feed you there. He gave him an assignment and what was going to be taking place. He told him the place he should be in. Now, Elijah could have went anywhere else. He could have went, uh, stood up on the mountain. He could have went, stood up on the hill. But the place of his blessing was at the brook. The place of his uh, assignment or his place was at the brook. When you read further in that 17th chapter of 1 Kings and verse 89, the Bible says, the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise and go to Zarephath, which belonged to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I've commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. Now, God says, I'm moving you from this place and I'm going to move you to another place. I'm going to move you. I'm moving you from the brook because the brook had dried up. The ravens stopped coming. I'm going to move you from the brook. Now I'm going to move you down to Zarephath. Now when you get to Zarephath, there's going to be a, a widow woman there that's going to sustain thee. In other words, he's giving him his next place of assignment. Sometimes God will let you know when a place is up. 
but you shouldn't do anything until he gives you to move to that place of assignment. Because what happens is when we go to moving out of that place of assignment, then we get all frustrated because we sometimes we move too quick. We didn't stay and wait and hear what the Lord was saying. And you got to wait and hear what he is saying. So, again, I say many times, God will uh, appoint you to a place before he gives you an assignment. He don't just give you the assignment right then. He may appoint you to a place first, and then once you get there, then he'll tell you, this is what I want you to do. When Elijah got down to Zarephath, and he uh, confronted the widow woman and said, make me a cake. She said, I ain't got but a little bit left, and I'm me and my son about to eat this, and we about to, we about to die. He said, oh, make me one first. And, and when she did it, when she did that, then his, he was not only in his place, but he was in his place of assignment. And now he says to her, the crews of all will not fail, neither will uh, the barrel, the meal in the barrel waste. And, and, and they end up living, her and her son and the prophet end up in the midst of famine eating. Why? Because he was in his appointed place. So it's always important. I know people, I can, I can go and be blessed anywhere. Not really. I can get this in. No, you can't. You get it in the place that God has appointed you to and assigned you to so he can give you what needs to be done. All right? Now, watch this, and I'm not going to be long with this tonight. I, I pray to y'all, please like and share. Share it with somebody Somebody needs to hear this. Listen, God appoints you to a place to get your assignment. And many times we get the assignment with partial orders. We leave before we get the assignment or we get partial orders and then we go. In other words, we don't know everything that God is saying, but we get to running. It's almost like, you know, telling uh, telling your kids, uh, I need you to go get. And before you can get get what it is you want them to go get, they already running to go get it. And so you have to understand that. And when you read in the scripture, uh, you'll notice in Acts chapter 9, verse uh, 10 through 16. And there was a certain damsel at Damascus named Ananias and uh, to him. Uh, a certain disciple, I'm sorry, and named Ananias, and to him said, Lord, in a vision, and he said, Behold, I am here. And the Lord said, and the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarshish. For behold, he prayed, and he seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hands on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, said, Lord, I've heard by many of this man how much evil he have done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he have, uh, he have authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how greater things he must suffer for my sake. Now, Anna and I said, look, I, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, Lord, I'm, I'm, I, this is my assignment. I'm going to go down there and do it. 
But, you know, I'm not, I'm not totally in with this. And God said, I need you to do it because I already showed him that you were coming. He knows somebody coming. He knows who you are when you get there. And when you tell him what I'm telling you to tell him, then he's going to know. I don't want him to go with partial orders. I don't want him to go with stuff that he don't understand. I need you to talk to him. And sometimes God's trying to give us um, things that he wants us to go with. And sometimes we like to go with partial orders. We don't stay long enough to get the assignment because understand that everything God assigns you to may not be to your liking. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Everything God assigns you to may not be to your liking. We think everything God assigns, I'm going to like it. You're not going to like everything God assigns you to. He's not, he's not worried about your feelings and how you feel as much as we think he is. He's more concerned about his purpose and his will. We're the ones concerned about, you know, it's got to be something great. It's like, uh, I, I'll use this just, just to show you. It's like people that that uh, uh, collect trash every week. That's a legit job. That's not. That's not a. You know, people like they ain't nothing but a, a trash collector. But it's legit. They make money. But somebody got to collect the trash. But there's some people down them because they ain't no. They ain't no real job. Some of them probably make more money than some other people. It's a legit job. And and they do it and keep food on the table. Some people clean clean buildings. Some people do. Our foreparents, uh, you know, there's a great thing talking about ancestors and all that been going on, on the internet. But our foreparents, uh, you know, some people went some kids went to college, their college tuitions and and being able to go to school and stuff were paid because our foreparents our grandparents, our grandmothers and people work to, to, to clean the houses of, of those other people. That, and, and I don't say that in, in, in any type of shady way, but clean, clean their houses and, and did those things so we could have the better things of life. But we don't down them because they had to do that. They, they did it so we could be okay. I had an aunt that, that, Worked for a, a, a white lady for years, and and she would go out every day and go help that white lady, and 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 the white lady took good care of her. I got a friend that took care of a, a, a Caucasian lady, older lady, and the lady died and left, didn't leave nothing to what whoever left everything to her, every dime, every house, everything. So it, it's legit. But sometimes we don't like those. We like those good assignments. We like those good places of appointment where we're going to get pats on the back and get applauded. And everyone like us. And, and you just need to understand that God appoints you to a place. Sometimes you got to don't leave before you, you find out what the real assignment may be. Because the real assignment may be something that you'd be like, huh? I'm telling you. Uh, of course, in Jeremiah, you know, he, he says, um, Jeremiah 3.15, and I will give you pastors according to my 
heart, which will feed you with knowledge and understanding. God places you. Now, let me say this. I know there are people said, I don't need no pastor. Well, I, I don't know how you can get by it, around it, because the Bible said, he said, I'll give you pastors according to my own heart, which will feed you with knowledge and understanding. What our problem is, is we like to go, we like to follow people, and I'm going to say this, we like to follow people that are popular. And, and especially in this social media area, era, we like to follow people that are popular, folk that, that's, you know, they, they have cornered and mastered marketing. So we like to follow them. We like to be around people. And so sometimes our, and I'm not saying this in a shady way, sometimes our suffering that we have and when we uh, go through is because God says, I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Sometimes we just, we hooked up to the wrong, wrong place and we hooked up with the wrong people. All right. That's that's what it is. And so that's not God's fault. Sometimes that's our fault. We we like to follow flash. And we like to follow stuff that looks exciting. And and people that have um uh what I call and I talk about this all the time, y'all, catchy phrases and sound bite preaching. <laughs> That's that's what we like. So you know, we get what we what we what we like. You know, and I'm I'm not fighting you if that's what you want. That's fine. You know, some people they don't they don't want to. Uh, God has assigned them to a place where they can get structure in their life, where they can get sound teaching and sound soundness. And some people don't want that. They they that's not what they want. They don't want no sounding. They don't want no sound doctrine. They don't want no. They want the fluff. And so they they get what they what they ask for, and and again, I'm not I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm just saying, okay, Romans chapter twelve verse four and eight. For as we have many members in one body, and all the members have not the same office, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every member one of another, having then gifts differing according to the grace. That is given to us, well, the prophecy, let us prophesy according to proportion of our faith or ministry. Let us wait on our ministering. Listen at that. He says, don't you, you know, I'm going to point you to a place, but wait on your ministering. Because some people, I got to say this, I'm sorry. Some people, you, you, you didn't wait on it and you went before time and now you stuck. Because you you were thinking that you're greater than you are, but you you are like that cake. My wife she bakes cakes. She stopped me from saying cook. She said it's baked, <laughs> so I got it right tonight. She bakes cakes, and so understand you you can't just stick that that uh, batter and stuff in the oven and let it stand there for uh, ten minutes and think you can take it out and eat it. It's not done. It's not done. We our lights went out. We went away to church, and she was baking a cake, and the lights went out with a little time that still had some time to cook it, and uh, it came out all right. But you could you could still tell that that cake wasn't fully 
what it what it should have been. Because a lot of times we don't wait on ministry. We don't wait on the ministry. We we want to push it because folk are pushing us and telling us how great we are and all the stuff we got. And especially this this younger generation, they want everything right now. They want to be sensational right now. But I'm telling you, when we were coming up, they just didn't they didn't let us loose. We had to stay in our place of assignment until we were ready. They didn't let us just run and we weren't ready. You just couldn't pick up a card and go to my got Bible and we'll preach. No, they didn't do that. Because we can see now when you look on some of these things on, on social media, uh, some of the, and I'm not uh, just on young people. It can be anybody. It can be older. You, you can see where people are misrepresenting scripture, not saying the right scriptures, not talking scriptures right. They just saying all kind of stuff. And you saying to yourself, what Bible are they reading? Messing stuff up. That shows you that they have not sit down to study the word. That they would be a workman that need not be ashamed. And they haven't sit under someone that will correct them and tell them that's not in the Bible. Don't say that. And, and you have to be able to do that. And so he says, you got to let them wait on our ministry or he that teaches on teaching. Everybody needs to, to be able to understand where your place is and, or he that exalted on exaltation or he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. So he says, whatever place you're in, learn to do what you're supposed to do. Come on, learn to do what you're supposed to do and stay in the place where you're supposed. If, if, if you, uh, he gives different gifts uh, and gives grace for them. If you prophesy, if it's prophecy, then you prophesy. If, if that's not what you have, don't, don't try to prophesy. He didn't give you that gift. You ain't, you ain't no prophet. Neither should you be prophesying. Because you're going to mess somebody up. First thing coming to your head, you're throwing it out and hoping it'll throwing it out and hoping it'll stick against the wall. Cut it out. Stop that. All right? Don't, don't do it. Do it according to proportion of faith on ministry. Wait, if you're a teacher, you know, if you're a teacher, we, we got to learn to put people in places that uh that they can be successful. And I'm gonna teach on that one one of these times, whether it's on a Monday night or Tuesday night. We 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 are responsible for helping putting people in a place where they can be successful. What do you mean, Pastor Martin? Well, this is what I mean. You you can't put you can't put someone that doesn't have the gift to sing up to do praise and worship. They can't hold notes. They don't have no tune. You can't find them nowhere. You, you're, you're putting them up to fail. You need to put them up on something they can do. They Maybe they can make announcements. Put them up to make announcements, not to sing, not to, not to do praise and worship. So if a person is a teacher, put them up in an environment 
we need to help our churches to understand, put them up in an environment that if, if you put someone up that, that teaches the word, not hoop, not squall, I do it. I, I think I think I balance most that I can teach pretty good and and squall a little bit. But you, you don't put a teacher up in a squalling environment or a preaching environment. And everybody's sitting there because they're not, they not getting none of the teaching. They waiting for you to say it's uh, E-flat, F-sharp. They want you to go, uh, that's what they waiting on. Because you know in most churches, think about it, that's the most exciting time of preaching most times. People don't even... People ain't stood up all night. Well, get up and 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 you all you gotta do is do one of these, and uh, and they be like, just look at the expression of people when you do that. They be high fiving one another and oh preach, and sometimes you ain't saying nothing. <laughs> all right, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna bother y'all tonight. <laughs> sometimes they ain't saying nothing, but they that that that's their environment. But then if you put a teacher up in a teaching environment where they ain't got the squall, they can teach it and teach the word or teach whatever, they're gonna be successful. You gotta learn, you gotta learn to put people up where they're successful, not where they're not where it's more pressure on them to do stuff than they need to do. And sometimes we we are the it's our fault for putting people up to do that. We did it. it ain't, it ain't got nothing to do with nobody else. We did it. All right, let me hurry on here. Sometimes you don't like your place of assignment. Let me go through this, and I'm going to uh, just be about through. How much time I got? Just a little bit. Um, Jesus, when he was praying, Jesus didn't like his place of assignment at first. He didn't like the place. How do you know that? Because in Matthew 26, 39, when he was praying, in the Garden of Gethsemane, the Bible said that he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed and saying, Oh, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. But then he says, Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thy will. But at first he was, Jesus was like, Lord, if, if, if it's anything, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. You don't necessarily like the place of your assignment all the time. Notice in Jonah chapter 1. Verse 1 through 3, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah and saying, arise and go to Nineveh and get at that great city and cry against it for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose and went and fled to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Listen at this. And he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down in it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of God. Jonah didn't like his place of assignment. Uh, he didn't like what he was getting ready to go down there and do. God says, go down to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it. Jonah said, I ain't doing it. Jonah said, it ain't going to happen. And Jonah went a whole different direction. Jonah went down to Tasha's and got on the ship down to Joppa. Jonah said, I ain't, I'm not doing that. It ain't happening today, God. Not today. I'm not going. Are y'all listening to me? See, we like them good assignments. Sometimes you'll send you places 
what stuff you got, what you got to say ain't going to be popular. And so notice that in, in the same Jonah chapter one, Bible says in verse 15, 16, so they took up Jonah when the sea got riled and they cast him forth in the sea and the sea ceased from raging. Jonah was the problem. And then the men feared the Lord exceedingly and said and offered a sacrifice unto the Lord and made vows. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. And then you find in Jonah chapter two, verse nine through 10, Jonah said, but I will sacrifice unto thee with a voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Listen at this. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spake unto the fish and it vomit out Jonah upon the dry ground. Jonah said, I, I don't want to go. I, 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 I want to go down there. But he went through this stuff and he went on. And if you read, uh, uh, Nineveh was um, a three days journey and Jonah made it in a day's time. Why? Because he, he was inspired. He got to get down there and get this message out. All right. So understand that you don't always like your place of assignment. When we read in the Old Testament, uh, we talk about prophets in the Old Testament but their assignment was not like what the prophet's assignments are today, where they come to your church and tell you how much money you're going to get and how wealthy you're going to be. God had them to demonstrate what he was talking about. I think it was, um, uh, well, I can't come to mind what prophet, but you, you know, uh, that he had that uh, he had to, um, he had to lay on his side for a number of days and wasn't no one or two days. Then of course, uh, he had one prophet to uh, marry a prostitute. Think about that. So the place of assignment is not always, you know, it's this good stuff we like. So people can be in a, applauding us and patting us on the back. But sometimes he'll send you to a place and, and your assignment is something you already know. This is not going to be good. Because I got to say what well, thus saith the Lord. Notice in Jeremiah 20, verse 7 and 9, uh, Jeremiah said, O Lord, thou have deceived me, and I was deceived. Thou art stronger than I, and have prevailed. He says, uh, everyone's marking me, because you, you told me to do this. For since I spake, I cried out, I cried violence, I spoiled, because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me. He says, then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in my heart as a burning fire, shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. Jeremiah said, look, my assignment, you sent me down there, and I didn't want to go because I knew you were going to deceive me. I knew it. I already knew it. You deceived me because you tell me to go down and tell folks stuff, and then you turn around, and and you Turn around and then you do something different when people repent. Come on. Hosea married. That's right. Thank you, Gomar. Thank you. I, it was in my in my mind, but you know, sometimes I, I it don't come out all the time. <laughs> but so understand you may not like the place of your appointment. All right. Um and so you have to to do that. Now note the second time God told 
uh, Jonah to do it. And uh, he went and, and he did what he's supposed to do. You find that in Jonah chapter 3, verse 1 through 4. He went. God says, Jonah, arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, preach unto it, preaching that I bid thee. Jonah got up and went and began to do it. And the Bible said it was a three days journey and Jonah made it in a day. And he went down and said, and yet 40 days and Nineveh is going to be overthrown. So we have to understand our place and our assignment. Two last things and I'm done. Everyone's assignment is different. That's another thing, mistake we make. We try to duplicate too many people's assignments. And you got to stop listening to people trying to make you feel that you need to be something that you are not. That's why in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 12, he said, And I gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. I'm going to say this to you because people have you feeling that there's only one particular gift that can help the whole body. And according to Ephesians, it is not so. The the apostle is not the only gift that he's given to help with the perfecting of the saints. Neither is the prophet. We need, we need all of them. Neither is just the evangelist. Neither is just the pastor and the teacher. All of these working together are for the perfecting of the saints and the work of the ministry and the edifying of the body of Christ. So we need to stop pushing this narrative that there's only one particular gift that the body needs. Because that's not the case. The body needs more than one particular gift. Great, you're an apostle, but you're not the only thing the body needs. Great, you're a prophet, but you're not the only thing the body needs. Great, you're an evangelist, but you're not the only thing the body needs. Great, you're a pastor, but you're not the only thing the body needs. Great, you're a teacher, but you're not the only thing the body needs. And we need to understand that. Notice in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4 through 11, and I'm done, y'all. Now there are uh, divers of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administration, but the same Lord. And there are diversities, I'm sorry, of operations, but it's the same God, which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit well, well, For to one is given the spirit, uh, the word of wisdom, another the word of knowledge by the same spirit. No, there's no different spirit, it's the same spirit. To another faith by the same spirit. To another the gift of healing by the same spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another discerning of spirits. To another diverse kind of tongues. To another interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the same self-same spirit divided to every man several as he will. God gives it to whoever he wants to. 
Everybody may not have the same gift. So in second in First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse four through eleven, he tells us everybody's not gonna have the same gift. Everybody's not gonna do the same thing. And and don't don't try to make uh, uh, and put yourself greater because you do one thing that somebody else don't do. You're not greater because you do that. You're doing a portion of everything that works in the body. All right. Let me close. Here's the last one, and I'm going to close out with this. Your assignment and your place would not always be a nice or comfortable place. And I want you to get this tonight. And it may not be a, a comfortable place. All right? Let's look in Acts chapter 21, verse 10 to 14. And as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. And when he was come unto us, he took Paul's girdle and bound his hand and feet, and listen at this, and said, thus saith the Holy Ghost, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owneth this girdle, and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. And when we heard these things, both we and they of that place besought him not to go to Jerusalem. <laughs> oh my God. Did y'all hear what I just said? He said, look, when 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 the prophet came, that's why I say, you know, we talk about prophets, everything about money these days. You know. But when the prophet came, the Bible says when he when he got the cur the girdle and bound his hands and feet, he said, The Holy Ghost said, the Jews at Jerusalem are going to bind the man that owns this girdle and is going to deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. And everyone went around saying, Paul, don't go. Don't go. Don't do it. You, you, your assignment and your place that if the Lord already let the prophet know, it ain't going to be a good assignment. You don't want to go there. You don't want to do that. And notice it was Paul in verse 13. Then Paul answered and said, What mean ye to weep and to break my heart? For I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And when he would not be persuaded, listen what they said. We ceased saying the will of the Lord be done. God sends people to different places that their assignment is not comfortable. God has sent people into foreign countries. Their assignment was not comfortable. They didn't have the luxuries of what we have in the United States and stuff, but they were sent there for a purpose and on assignment. Sometimes we, we've got it mixed up. We think all of our places of assignment are going to be with flush and with five-star hotels and with great honorariums. Sometimes it's not so. I can tell you of countless of people that have been taking God moved them into the farm fields and, and some of them had to flee for their life, but that was their assignment. All right. You, you got to, um, you got to do that. Um, in Hosea chapter one, verse two, beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea. And the Lord said 
to Hosea, go take unto thee a wife of whoredom. We talked about that earlier. And the children of whoredom. For the land have, have committed great whoredom, departing from the Lord. God said, you go get you a woman. Go marry you a woman of the night. A street woman. Go marry a woman of whoredom. Now, y'all can't argue with that. That's what the Lord said do. Now, if we did that today, and somebody go marry somebody today like that, man, they would be dragged off of all over this these social media streets. I can't believe he married a loose woman like that. I can't believe he did that. God's gonna get him. God's not pleased. Why? Why y'all ain't? Why y'all ain't? So back in that day, if if he did what he what the Lord told him to do right there, in this day. We to drug him. Oh, we to drug him. We to drug him from here to we to drug him so bad that it would have been he he wouldn't have showed his face. We to drug him. We to did lives on him. We to did podcasts on him. We to drug him. But his place of assignment, he didn't get this from somebody telling him. The Lord said to him, go take unto thee a wife of whoredom. Go get her. And children of whoredom. He said, I want to demonstrate because the whole land has committed whoredom in departing from me. So go get you a woman of the night and marry her. I know you a prophet, but go get her. <laughs> oh, my God. Or you see how far we would be in trouble. We wouldn't have been able to take it. We'd, we'd have drug him. I mean, we we drag people for stuff now. And we don't even know if it's true half of the time that we drag him. But we would have drug him. He wouldn't have been invited to nobody's conventions, no convocations, no workers meeting, no conferences, not, nothing. We would have drug him, drug him. He would have been drugged so bad that his name, he would have been sermons on Sunday morning. We'd have drug him and say he ain't, what kind of prophet is that? But that was his place of assignment. I, I didn't say that. God did. God told him to do it. All right. All right. Here, here's, here's the one I was talking about. Ezekiel chapter 4 and verse 4 through 8, and I'm going to leave you alone. Lie thou also upon thy left side, and lay the iniquities of the house of Israel upon it, according to the number of days that thou shalt lie upon it, thou shalt bear their iniquities. For I have laid upon thee the years, listen at this, of their iniquities, according to the number of days, 300 and 90 days, uh, and so shall thou bear the iniquities of the house of Israel. And when thou have accomplished them, lie again on thy side, and thou shalt bear the iniquities of the house of Judah 40 days. And I have appointed thee. Listen at this. This is God talking. Y'all, don't, don't get upset with me. I have appointed thee each day for a year. Therefore thou shalt set thy face toward the siege of Jerusalem, and thine arm shall be uncovered 
and thou shalt prophesy against it. And behold, I will lay bands upon thee, and thou shalt not turn thee from one side to another until thou hast ended the days of the siege. God said, I'm going to have you lame there upon uh, for the years of their iniquity, lay on your side. I've appointed you to do this. Lord, I better stop now. So understand an appointment from God or a place of appointment or an assignment may not be comfortable. I want you to seriously think about that. It may not be comfortable what God assigns you to do. That's why you got to be committed to God. Because what he tells you to do, you, you get thrown off because you're looking at everyone else, what they're doing. And it looks good. It looks glamorous. It looks exciting. But we're not really listening to God. We're, we're looking to see what other folk are doing. And we're following their pattern, and we're not listening at the voice of God. Something God ain't never called us to do that other people are doing. Not saying he didn't call them to do it. He just didn't call us to do it, or you to do it, or me to do it. He's got something he wants us to do. There's some people he wants us to reach, and we're so busy trying to be popular and famous and all that that we, we miss it. We're more concerned about our celebrity status in church and ministry than we are about doing the will of God. We literally want to be superstars. We literally want to be stars and famous. All right. I'm going to leave y'all alone tonight. I pray y'all got some out of this. I'm, I'm done. I got to quit. Probably going to make somebody mad tonight. It made somebody mad tonight because it's the truth from here to Texas, y'all. We got to do better. We've got to do better. We got to do better, y'all. We got to do better. Because wherever God has assigned you, just because it looks good somewhere else don't mean it's for you. Stay where God has assigned you and then get your get your orders in in your assignment and understand that some things are not going to be comfortable. If it, if it was comfortable, we would be fine. But it is just not going to always be comfortable. And sometimes you look like you you pressing, and God's got you in a certain place. And you're like, well, Lord, I can't get the breakthrough or get from here. God knows what he's doing. He always knows what he's doing. And so we have to be, um, you know, more comfortable with Whatever God says. I know we say it a lot, Lord, uh, your will be done. Whatever your will, we be saying like Jesus. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. We don't mean that sometimes. Because if, if he really tell you what his will is, it, it may not be like it is for everybody else. You, He, he may ne never give you what somebody else has like that. What what you got, he, he may, there's a reason he's got you working in the place you're working because he knows what he's doing and what he's going to get from you and what's going to be accomplished. And so we have to do um, a little bit better than, you know, um, 
whatever, and, I, and I'm, I'm serious about that. We got to really learn to listen to hear the voice of God in our lives and not just try to duplicate what everyone else is doing. And that's important. All right, I got to get out here. I pray and trust y'all got something tonight. Thanks for joining today's podcast. If you want to reach Pastor Dennis Martin, you can email him at pastordmartin at gmail.com. If you would like to support the podcast, use the cash app, the dollar sign RR, C-O-G-I-C. For more information about the ministry, visit our website at rrcogic.com.